Hello, I'm Bruce Edwards, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. Today, we look at the economy of the Southern African Kingdom of Lesotho. Unfortunately, the country is sort of speeding towards a, shall we say, a fiscal cliff, but they do have time to steer away from that cliff. Like many sub-Saharan African countries, Lesotho achieved strong economic growth in recent years, averaging around 4.5% between 2010 and 2014. But the IMF's latest economic review shows growth has since dropped to around 2.6%, partly because of slower growth in neighboring South Africa, which has significantly reduced Lesotho's government revenues. David Dunn is the IMF mission chief for Lesotho. Given uh, Lesotho is this enclave completely surrounded by South Africa, how closely tied are these two economies? Uh, They're very closely tied. Uh, Lesotho is uh, part of the uh, RAND common monetary area. So the LUTI has a one-for-one parity uh, with the RAND. Uh, Much of Lesotho's uh, imports, and in fact, most of its consumption goods, uh, do come from South Africa. So when you do have uh, inflation or exchange rate movements in South Africa, of course, that directly impacts Lesotho. But the uh, area where where Lesotho is most impacted by South Africa is on the government revenue side. Uh, Lesotho receives a large amount of its uh, revenues, about half of its total revenues, from the Southern African Customs Union. In recent years, it's been about 30% of GDP. Now, um, when South Africa's economy begins to slow down and imports uh, taper off, import uh, duty collections taper off, then that can have a very strong effect on Lesotho's government revenues, which is the situation we're currently in. Right. So, I mean, there are some that say that South Africa is actually on the brink of a recession. Um, So just how vulnerable is Lesotho? Well, uh, that's a that's a very good point because um, not only have these Saku revenues tumbled uh, just a couple years ago in the fiscal year uh, 2014-15, uh, uh, Lesotho's uh, revenues from Saku were seven billion rand. Um, last year they dipped to 6.6 billion rand, and in the year ahead they're going to drop to 4.5 billion rand. So in the 2016-17 fiscal year, which begins this April, the government is already facing a very difficult fiscal situation. And with the slow growth, perhaps even recession in, in, in South Africa, this drop in revenues is going to persist for quite some time. So it's going to create some serious fiscal issues for uh, Lesotho. Mm. So, so that we're talking about significant issues going forward. Um, what could they possibly do to sort of uh, remedy this? Well, on the positive side, uh, there's a, a, a healthy stock of international reserves that have been uh, built up uh, over the last few years, and that buys the country some time. But unfortunately, the country is sort of speeding towards a, shall we say, a fiscal cliff where uh, you know, these re- reserves, international reserves, could be run down and, and jeopardize that Luti-Ran parity that we talked about at the beginning. 
but they do have time to steer away from that cliff. Okay, so we're looking at a situation where uh, the gap between government revenues and expenditures right now is, is just going to be too wide over a sustained period of time. So we do not recommend shock therapy, uh, but we do recommend, again, steering away from the cliff and, and taking a few years to make this fiscal adjustment. Now, the first thing that jumps out at you is Lesotho has the uh, highest government wage bill in sub-Saharan Africa. It, in the current fiscal year, 15-16, uh, it amounts to about 23 percentage points of GDP. Now, there's uh, a number of, of areas for improvement in the administration of the civil service. And in fact, I think there's a vast opportunity for improving the effectiveness of the civil service. So, yeah, when, when you speak of effectiveness, Lesotho has uh, benefited from strong growth for many years, uh, and yet this latest economic review shows very little progress in terms of, you know, improving uh, social services like health care and education. Why is that? It's, well, first of all, Lesotho is in a very challenging situation. I mean, just the geography alone is very difficult to you know, deliver services to remote mountainous uh, areas. Uh, but they've spent uh, quite a bit of money on these services, uh, health, education, social services, transfers, uh, about 30% of GDP, which very high by international standards. And uh, they have not really gotten the results. Now, there are some, I think, very promising projects on the way. Uh, the government has been negotiating with the World Bank on a, a project for modernization of government. And I think there, there's a lot of potential to improve the administrative systems, to use money more effectively. In many countries, uh, uh, similar to the Lesotho situation, uh, there's a large number of irregularities in the civil service where we call them uh, ghost workers, where their names may be on the payroll, uh, but in fact these people may no longer even be serving the, the civil service. Governance issues. Governance is a, is a big uh, factor. Governance uh, in the sense of, of the institutional framework for managing government. Mm. Lesotho does have this uh, special trade relationship with the United States where they export uh, textiles. Uh, could this potentially help them through this very difficult period? Possibly. Uh, Lesotho has been uh, somewhat of a role model in terms of using the trade preferences that were provided under the African Growth Opportunity Act, um, the longstanding program uh, with the United States. Now, the U.S. is in the process of expanding trade preferences to a number of Asian uh, countries. They have the, uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. And uh, so it's a matter of time, just a matter of time, before a number of Asian countries will have the same type of access to the U.S. market. That's going to be very difficult for Lesotho. That means uh, really uh, fundamental improvements in competitiveness need to take place. So what can Lesotho do to, uh, to generate more private sector growth? Uh, you know, the, your report suggests that private sector growth is going to be required given 
the new fiscal challenges? How, how can they do that? Yeah. No easy answers. Uh, there are sectors of the economy that are more labor-intensive, and, and growth in these areas would be uh, more inclusive. Tourism, commercial agriculture, manufacturing, and even IT. And is um, access to finance an issue? Uh, would increased access to finance help uh, grow the private sector, do you think? Absolutely. Uh, the uh, One of the areas uh, where there has been good progress in uh, recent years is, is in the financial sector development strategy. The strategy was developed with quite a bit of technical assistance from the World Bank and, and the IMF. And they've actually made some quite remarkable progress uh, dealing with some of the hurdles to uh, access to credit, such as um, uh, establishing a credit reference bureau, or um, now they're trying to have a registry for collateral, things that could make lending to businesses more efficient. Uh, microfinance is challenging everywhere. Uh, but if we can make some strides in microfinancing, for me, I think that's your biggest bang for the buck for inclusive growth. That was David Dunn, IMF Mission Chief for Lesotho. You can read the latest economic review of Lesotho's economy at imf.org. You can also find more IMF podcasts like this one on the iTunes podcast app or on SoundCloud. Just search for IMF-podcasts.